Listener discretion advised, we may have a few uh, explicit words here and there. In today's podcast, welcome to the Greg Chats Cash Podcast, sitting here with the Royal Barbershop crew. Um, first off, fellas, thanks for joining me. And yes, sir. Yeah, thanks for being here. We got Mark, we got Josh, we got Jake. Three of the barbers here at the shop. Um, what I was thinking about earlier today when I was talking to y'all is you mentioned something about your like money moment mark you mentioned before this idea of like that first 50 you made like you made 50 bucks as a barber and that was like a huge moment i thought i made it i don't know it was it was that point you know i i was working a lot and i made 20 at first and i was like all right cool here we go i got one person in the door and and then i'm you know i made 50 bucks and i was like well that's about that's a part-time job for someone that you know yeah. makes about ten dollars an hour, and yeah. and I, th- I was I, I thought I had it. I was like, hey, I'm doing just as good as a part-time job. Made that first fifty, and I was like, I'm 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 golden from here on out. Yeah. I, I just, yeah. you know, I just you made it. Oh yeah, I had it. You know, it's, it's something. You know, you, you gotta know, start somewhere. You gotta start somewhere. You went from broke to an income. You know, and fifty dollars a day. That was a that was an all right income for me at that time. And I bet feeling wealthy doing the thing you like doing too, right? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, it's it's you know it's very satisfying you know when you're making money doing something you love. How, how long have you been a barber now? I've been licensed for six years. But you've been cutting people for a while. Ever since high school. Yeah. So you know, I was ten years out of high school, so I'm about twelve. Yeah. yeah. So. Was there a moment, Jake, for you that it was like, oh shit, I'm making a life at this? Uh, yeah, probably the first day that I made a hundred dollars. Yeah. And then. Uh, week later I quit my part-time job that I had. Oh, nice. You were doing both at the same time? Yeah, I was at night I was over at the pizza place. All right. Slam all right. dunk. And then I made $100 and I was like, fuck, I'm done with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, slam dunk. That's where to start. Uh, so you were, uh, when did you become licensed? Uh, December of 2016. Did you end up cutting as soon as you got licensed? Did you get a spot? or? Uh, it was a couple months just because uh, I had yet to come and really do my like interview, I guess here, and uh, I was just doing clients at home, yeah. and then finally I was able to get in here at a spot, thanks to Mark, and then uh, did one haircut, and they're like, "When can you start?" I guess. Yeah, yeah. What was your money moment? Like a moment as a barber where you're like, "This is it." I mean, I think for me, it was the first time I had a full day, when just being booked for a full day. Yeah. It just showed where I started from to being busy, you know? Yeah. At the end of the day, that's what, we, yeah, that's what we want. We want to be busy. At the end of the day, as barbers, you know, we're here all day. We don't want to be sitting around. So the first time I think I was booked on a Friday, I think that was, that was pretty, uh, that was an eye-opener for me. I was like, okay, I could do this, you know? The first day. Yeah. When you got when you got one hour for eight hours yeah. straight, you're like, oh man, I'm I'm doing good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, you're like, Someone wants to come here every hour for me? That yeah. sounds great. Yeah. No yeah. no idle hands. Yeah. yeah. So what is it about being a barber that gets you excited? Why do you love doing this? I think for me personally, is getting up every day in the morning, like not minding coming to work. Yeah. Like I love coming to work. Yeah. I've had a bunch of jobs, right? We all have, yeah. and I hated going to work. It was like, I don't want to really be there. I'd rather be somewhere else doing some of my time. And to me, it comes down to I love being here because I love doing this and putting my time into it. And it's rewarding because I know I'm going to get more out of it than just a paycheck. 
yeah. you know so I mean I, I love coming to work I mean basically also it's like you know like the barbershop is one of the people's favorite places to hang out oh, yeah. so why would you not want to work somewhere that everybody wants to just go hang out at anyway yeah. so it's like I get to go to work at you know like my you know my, my friend who's also my client's favorite spot to come kick it even if he's not getting a haircut he just shows up sits on the chair and you watch the tv kicks it watches sports games you know has a good time and it's just like why would you not want to work somewhere that people on their off time come and hang out just to have a good time make no mistake there is a reason out of local places i came to interview first i was like i want to hang out with the cool guys right, right, right. Hey, yeah, hey, that's one thing we have we, we work hard but we have fun here you oh, know? most definitely most yeah. definitely I think that's one big thing that a lot of people, you know, said is just about the atmosphere that we have here. Mm, yeah, you know, we, we always either, if it's not music bumping, it's you got sports games on, and then everybody's bullshitting and yeah. just having a good time. But but you don't fall into this. You don't just trip and fall into this no, work. Like no. so, to get to where you are, where you're loving your job, where you're loving your lifestyle, your profession. What are you doing differently? How like how did you get there? You gotta be an artist. You gotta be creative. You know, creative. you gotta you gotta understand textures and you gotta you know you gotta you're beautifying people you know you gotta just you know you gotta have the love to want to you know interact with people and give them what they want you know because i mean in the long run it's it's not about what i want to do it's about what you want to do you know and if you don't know how to listen talk or you know communicate right with the person it's just then you know, I'll tell you, like, I know a lot of barbers that aren't very social. And if you're not social in this job, you're not going to make it. Because, I mean, it doesn't matter how good of a haircut you give. Most of your clients will come back just for a good conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I love your clients at the end of the day. I mean, you got to love your clients. If you don't, you could tell the difference in the barber that cares about their clients and is just trying to get a dollar out of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all, we all been there. Like, some days, you, you know, you have a bunch of your buddies come in. And you chill in conversation. Sometimes you have somebody you don't really come, you don't really know that much, and sometimes you, you try to make them feel as comfortable as, as you can. You know what I mean? Just conversating, ask them how their day's doing, yeah. and then they gotta care about the clients, regardless yeah. of what. And I mean, I care about everybody coming that walks through the door. I treat them with the same respect as everybody else because yeah. end of the day, yeah, they come in to, to spend to spend their money with me and to have the experience of coming at the sh- in the shop. So. Yeah. You know, I just try to respect everybody and make it as enjoyable as possible. You, you mentioned the artistic side of it, and that's what I've seen from you guys in this shop is you look at this as a, a profession and an art form. Tell me about the art form. Like, why is it that you look at cutting as an art form? Heads around, and everyone wants a square shot, square look. So, I mean, if you can't turn someone's super round head to be a boxy, square, chiseled look. I mean, you know, you're turning, you know, like, I mean, an oval into a cube, you know? It's like, <laughs> basically, you know, like, you know. Like, as, an art, as an artist, I'm sure you all are looking up to other artists. Like, how, how are you working on your art? How do you work on your art? I mean, shoot, there's a lot of ways. With, I mean, we all do it with so, Instagram, man. It's yeah, like yeah. hard not to, you know, you follow these people and then as a barber, you know, you're like, I want my cuts to look like that. And it's just like, they post videos, and so you know, you're like looking all the time, just being like, what are they doing to like achieve that look? And it just 
feeds all into that pretty yeah, much. So a lot of videos, social media, networking, you know, it's all peers, it's pretty, pretty much. Barber yeah. battles, competition. Oh, yeah. So before I came to this shop, I never even knew Barber Battles existed. <laughs> All right, tell me about Barber Battles. Man, barber Battles is like, it's it's just where we get together and show off our work. You know, that's where that's where we come together and as barbers and we unify and we network and we talk about our industry and we share our ideas and and we compete and we and we we show you know we show off our skills pretty much. And what Barber Battles really come down to is. It's, it's mainly about networking. You want to go there just to meet different people. Like I said, exchange ideas. I mean, I learned so much about oh, yeah. so many new products and just styles. styles, the way people run their shops. I mean, the way things function outside the shop, things you could do to, 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 to help your, you know, yourself and your shop other than being behind the chair, you know, how to, how to promote. How to how to get in the in the community, how to you know how to how to touch other people's lives other than just a haircut. And you know that's something I see in this shop is you guys leave, you get out the door, and you do stuff with your barber battles, with these conventions, with these conferences, and with what you're doing here in Ukiah. Like this weekend, we got the uh, youth action party. Tell, what is that? Tell me. Tell me about what you do over there at the youth action party. The action party is great, you know. And, uh, oh, by the way, we're here in Ukiah, California. Third, I think so. Yeah, yeah. So, this is our third year doing it, right? Yeah. So, um, Youth Action Party is great. You know, and I want to thank Carter for for setting it up. He's, you know, he's a fantastic guy. And, um, but you know, the thing about the Youth Action Project, it's, it, it's cool because it shows kids that there's other things to do besides, you know, drugs or you know, or 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 having, you know, like. And one one thing we like to do in it, you know, our part is. You don't have to go to a four-year college to, to have a good career, you know? And it's like, and, you know, and it's like, and you know, we, we do free haircuts, you know, all day, you know, for kids, you know? And um, I was trying to get in there on Saturday. I don't know. Maybe just kids? Okay. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not so much about getting as many haircuts in as possible. It's more about a show that we're going give, to give the kids to let them know that, hey, man, you can, you can do something else that's fun. Instead of standing in line wondering, you know, like, hey, can I get a haircut? Can I get a haircut? It's like, you know, it's like, hey, you can, you can do this more rather than me just giving you a free haircut. It's more showing y'all what we do than just providing a free service. We're showcasing our career. You know, we're, we're, we're giving you a little bit of insight on what we do as, as, as barbers, as, as men in the community, as, as you know. It, just giving you a little bit of insight on what it takes to be a barber because you know there's a lot of great uh, businesses uh, independent businesses out here and they do the same thing we're all just out there showing them just a different way to make a living at the end of the day because there's a lot of kids they go to school for years and years and years and they don't really know what it takes to do a certain job or to do something that's not traditional you know a lot, a lot of kids you mean or me personally growing up what do you, what do you want me when you grow up that's what they used to ask you in elementary school. I want to be a firefighter. I want to be a cop. I want to be a, a doc. You know, but they don't. They don't. They don't really talk about being a business owner. They don't talk about being an entrepreneur. They don't talk about the trades. Yeah, because it's it's something that's it's it's from within. You don't you do it you do it for yourself. You know, you're not working for nobody else. But at the same time, anybody can do it as long as you know what it takes to do. 
Yeah, actually, I think that's a really good point because uh, we talked a little bit about the art here. And like with the Youth Action Party, what I like about it is just like you guys there, whether it's the bands, whether it's the skaters, you're meeting people who are putting in the work for what they love to do, right? And so that's what I think is great about that event. And that's what I think is great about what y'all do in Ukiah here because you're, you're showing people like, hey, why not this? Look what, look where, Mark, you mentioned before, like, uh, and, and I think this is an important point because as artists, you're also hustlers. Like, you hustle a lot. You mentioned before when you got your license, like, how hard you worked to get a gig cutting. Oh, yeah, you, you had, you know, you had to work hard, you know. I'd, I would sit here all day with nobody in my chair, and I would be open, waiting around, and I was working when I got off work because, you know, I'd, go to restaurants or, you know, go, just go out, you know, nightlife and I'd hand in my card to everybody and try and get as many people, you know, I'd say, Hey, the first one's free. If you like it, come back. I'm going to have to pick your brain on that. Cause I'm so bad at handing out cards. Like it's so weird to be like, here's my, yeah, I too. You, you, you basically just got to not have any fear. Yeah, that's it. You gotta be and that's the thing is, you know, like, yeah, we're a barber shop and you know, we, we generally do men's hair, you know, like, and, um, but I mean, I'd, I'd give my card to, you know, like a bunch of women that might have kids, might have husbands, might have, you know, it, it didn't matter, you know? So, so there was, there was nothing, you know, I, I gave my cards to grandmas in the grocery stores. So but so, besides getting the word out of your name, what other ways have you been hustling to get where you are in loving the profession that you're doing? Just being here every day, pretty much. Yes, I feel like that was like just a big thing. For Showing me. up. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's like, right. uh, uh, good percentage of my clients that I have now I picked up through picking them up on walk-ins ah, okay yeah yeah you know yeah. what they say right what's your best ability availability yeah I like that I've never heard that one <laughs> I like that your best ability is availability hey and that's like true I've had so many people that were coming to me when I first started here to where my, my haircuts were not up to the same standard that they are now but you know they they just kept coming back and right. now because you was available and you kept trying your best and you got better yeah and that's and that's people appreciate that i mean at the end of the day we provide a service right and and you know what the first part of providing a service is customer service mm. so if you treat your customer right you give them respect the haircut gonna come everybody doesn't wake up one day and start giving great haircuts you know yeah. so i always told jake bro no matter what you do Show up and just do the best you can, bro, and we're going to help you with the rest. And sure enough, Jake's, yeah. what, you about a year in? Yeah. And, yeah. hey, he's doing, hey, he's doing better than I thought. Because, you know why? Because he's here every day. He's here every day. Show up, do the work. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, now, as far as um, for you personally, um, Josh, uh, because we were talking a little of social media before. I, I got to tell you all, and I'm going to put it here on the podcast. I'm not going to be honest. I am social media envious of this guy. How the heck did you get to where you got on social? I just wanted to that all the time, too. I mean, honestly, it's just. Because it's work. I mean, there's, I mean I, first of all, I go to a lot of seminars, the barber battles. I mean, the battles, you, you, you learn more than anything. It's not just you there just competing all day. No, you sit there and you listen to others you, you, and you learn. So one of the things I learned was you got to be consistent and you got to be, it's more about quality than quantity. So you want to post quality pictures and quality content as opposed to just posting a bunch of stuff that is not really 
either catches your eye or is not really relevant. You know, you want quality quality content at the end of the day. Just like any if, just like any other artist. You're not going to just draw a bunch of drawings or paintings and, and, and sell them because it might not be your best. You want to sell your best. You want to give your best. So that's one thing. And being, and being consistent, that's another thing because a lot of people don't know the more... The, the more consistent you are with your social media, the more you're going to appear on people's timelines. The way the algorithms and stuff work nowadays, it's like, exactly. you know, I feel like even even if you don't like tag your pictures like haircuts, I feel like Instagram can even just tell that it's like a picture of a haircut. Oh, yeah. Oh, you yeah. You know, that's on, P- and then it shows up in the Explore page yep. and stuff like that. Yep. So it's like, one, one, one thing I, I, I really liked about, you know, this quote about social media was that. Fewer and fewer people watch television these days. Oh, yeah. There are more people gonna watch your story or your your profile page, and they're gonna they're they're gonna they're gonna sit on your page for about you know yeah. a half hour to to you know ten minutes a day rather than watching TV. So why not have a good channel? Yeah, that's well, even if you do have TV, you right. find that's, yourself that's, just on Instagram scrolling. That's you know? your TV. Right. So like you know, it's like TV's for entertainment. So why not? Why not entertain your broadcast? Right. All right. And so basically, yeah. you know, you're creating your own television. Right. More, just people, like, more people watch right. social media than they are television. Just like so, ESPN, just like ABC. Exactly. Your social media page is your channel. I mean, all of you just talked about the people that you go to on social media to learn. People are coming to you to learn too, right? Oh, right. So how do you balance? Because, okay, as artists, you want to, like, hold back and put out your best work. As hustlers, you also want to be doing things like... I'm sure, because if you're cutting hair, you're not posting. I mean, you kind of are, but you have to work on that after hours. Like, so what are you guys doing in your life, like, with money stuff? What is one of the ways that you're trying to get yourself right professionally when the day closes? When the day ends, like, how are you trying to... The day never ends. They never... I mean, for me personally with social media, I mean, I use it as... I use it as a tool, so... Once I'm done with work, I'm I'm looking through social media. I'm looking for I'm looking for other content that that's gonna better me tomorrow. First of all, but how do you not get caught up in just scrolling? Oh, you gotta be active. You gotta have a purpose. Ah, okay, purpose okay. Purpose is a key word. You gotta have a purpose. So if you if you just on social media and you just scrolling and you just kind of using it for entertainment, that's your purpose. See, my purpose is using it as a business. Um, a site or as a as a portfolio. So yeah. I want to provide content that's gonna that's gonna catch people's eye and it's gonna help me build my clientele and build my value as a barber. That 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 speaks to what you were saying about handing out cards. You went out with a you went with a purpose with that. You were like, I am trying to drive new customers here. He's not just out in the bar at the bar. He got a purpose. Yeah. He's there with a purpose to meet people. To, for, to, to to gain clientele. He's not just there to be there. Definitely. A lot of people are just places just to be there. Yeah. You got to go places and, and have a purpose. Yeah. So you, get, so you get exactly what you want out of it. There's a reason why network has the word work in it. Yes, Because you're not, you're not just sitting around. You're working. So I, I love interviewing you guys because you're doing what you love, and people in this community in Ukiah, California, look up to you, see what you're doing, and they're like, I want to live like that. But the hustle, the work, the dedication that you're talking about, the showing up, the availability, that is so clutch. That is so important to do what you want to do and be passionate about what you want to do. Because at the end of the day, like, none of you have to show up when you're working for yourself. 
Self-motivated. You gotta be self-motivated. I mean, as any as any business owner or I mean any job. But I mean, some of us are made for working for other people. Don't get it wrong. Like like some of us can't work for ourselves. I think of it as a different way though, and this is how I get myself to go to work every day. Is I don't work for myself. I work for you. You call me and you set up an appointment. You're my boss for that that 30, 45 minutes that I have you booked. So if I'm late or if I'm not there, then you're going to fire me by not showing up. So the world is your boss. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, any, any moments that yeah, uh, you felt around money stress being a barber? What, what, what is that like? What are some of those money stress moments being a barber for you? Uh, taxes pretty much. Yeah. Just in my first year, like dealing with all that. Yeah. You know, because I did my first year, I didn't do any. And people don't know about it. Like, why is it different as a barber for you? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, you're, you're just getting your money pretty much in cash usually throughout the day. And then at the end of the year, it's like, like last year, I didn't do any like quarterly payments. I didn't do anything of that. And then end of the year, they're like, okay, well, you owe this much. Yeah, that's what people don't know. When you're in business for yourself, you got to pay quarterly. Otherwise, you get hit. Pretty much if you look at it like this, if, if you have a job, right? Uh, 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 an hourly job yeah. and you get a paycheck yeah. your paycheck automatically deducts your taxes and your social security and all that right as a barber or as an independent business owner you are managing all your money so all your money and all your intake you're not taking that out directly every two weeks you got to take that out either whether you choose to do it at the end of the year or quarterly or every six months so in that at that point you know what you're going to owe and then you're able to take care of your taxes. Tax day is not like Christmas for barbers. Yeah. So, so here's a question, because like I learned it the hard way. Has did everyone here in this circle learn it the hard way the first time? Oh yeah, oh yeah. You ha- I mean, I, I feel like I've learned most things the hard way because if you don't, if you don't learn it the hard way, you're not gonna learn how to fix it and make it easier. You know? Yeah, it's, yeah, honestly yeah. though, yeah. Honestly though, learning about taxes it really opened up a lot of doors for me as far as how to manage my finances as an independent business owner because mm-hmm. that we are yeah. and we can't forget that so we also got to remember the benefits that come with being an independent business owner and how to manage your finances so that in the long run your taxes aren't affecting you as much if you're using and you're investing and reinvesting back into yourself properly yeah. most definitely most definitely i mean that's why it's called greg chats cash because it's about you got to stack away something because you that stuff comes at you Taxes, emergencies, whatever, whatever. That's you don't, you never man. see it coming. We don't have emergencies, bro. I mean, real. we don't have retirement either. We gotta, we gotta manage our own money. And, and as, as, like I said, as barbers, as, as business owners, we have to manage our money. And that's one thing that a lot of barbers, a lot of people, period, don't know how to do. And, and really, if had a little more structure, they could be a lot more effective with their money. Nice. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's very true. It's well, very true. The Big set. thing that I'm learning, at least, is oh, yeah. money management. Because before I started here, I was so bad at managing my money. You get cash every day. It's like Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. You know yeah. What I mean, you, it you, burns you, a hole in your pocket. And now you, you know, you get, you know, you get, you get twenty. Even if you get twenty dollars a day, that's twenty dollars cash in your pocket. You're gonna go eat. You're gonna yeah. go spend it on something else. You gotta learn, like basically, you gotta learn how to pay yourself out in paychecks, like yeah. everybody else gets. Yeah. So instead of saying, "Hey, I made this much money," 
on you base it off on your bi-weekly paycheck so it's like hey i'm gonna pay myself this much so my bills are paid this is this this is this this goes to the savings this goes here this goes there and, you know you just gotta you gotta manage your own self you know a budget for yourself and how much you want to put away because i mean what i used to do I, w- I would always put at least 100 bucks away out of whatever i made if i only made 100 bucks so i'm putting 100 bucks away if i made 200 i'm putting 100 away if i made 300 i'm still putting that 100 away Regardless of what I make, you got in that habit. Just getting the habit is great. It takes a while because like we all have emergencies and sometimes we short. But as much as possible, ninety nine percent of the time, you got to do it. Stack the cash. Absolutely, absolutely. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate this. This is great. Uh, Royal Barber Crew. Um, so we got Mark, we got Jake, we got Josh. Thanks for joining me today at Greg Chats Cash Podcast. Those of you listening, we got no sponsors yet, so there's no ads here. Thanks for joining me. Yay! I like that. That was good.